all of you get your packet of seeds this morning? There, if you didn't, could somebody, if you didn't get a packet of seeds, would you raise your hand? We're going to get one to you here. Okay, good. Because this is uh, part of the um, series that we're starting called Rooted. And just like seeds get planted and have to grow roots, we're talking about Rooted, and we're going to talk about several things. And they're not just about a plant. They're not just about what you're growing either on your balcony or in your backyard or wherever you'd be growing them. They're about a spiritual thing, and you'll see as we go through this series all the connection for that too. So last year we planted some seeds too, and we planted carrot seeds. Now we didn't want to grow them out in the dirt because I'd grown some potatoes before in the dirt, and let me tell you, I kept thinking about all the ones we probably missed because we couldn't figure out where they'd all grown. So we decided to try container growing. We did some potatoes, and I thought, well, you know, that's a thing, but let's see what else. So we tried carrots last year. And to grow them in a container, you have to put like a couple inches of dirt, and then you plant these little teeny tiny seeds, you can hardly see them, in there. And then, then um, in a little bit after they grow, you cover them with a little dirt, and a little bit after they start growing, and they get to be about three or four inches tall, you add another inch or two of dirt. And then as they keep growing taller and taller, you add more dirt, more dirt, more dirt, more dirt. And then finally, you're at the top of the, the little container. And so then uh, you watch them grow, and they get uh, bigger and bigger, and then you have to kind of thin some out, you know, because they're too close together. And uh, then eventually, at the end, you harvest your crop. You dump all the barrel out into a, a tarp and get rid of the dirt and go through and find all these cute little carrots. They're, you know, they were about like this big. They were called um, nantis or something like that. They're short, stubby carrots, and they were so good. If you have never had fresh, fresh, fresh carrots, I uh, hardly uh, recommend them, but uh, they were wonderful. We really enjoyed it. So this week, as I said, we start this four-week series called Rooted, and it's based on the verse that you heard in the video, but I'll read it again, Psalm 1, verses 2 to 3, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, where whatever they do prospers. So this passage is telling us that a person who's rooted in their faith is going to be like this tree planted by streams of water, meaning it's going to have plenty of water, it's going to have plenty of nutrients, and the leaf doesn't wither. It's not going to dry up, you know. It's whatever they do prospers. That's pretty cool. That's saying that no matter what you're doing, that, this, that you're going to prosper at it. You're going to be successful at it if you are following the Lord and your roots are deep in your faith. Um, in order for a seed to grow and prosper, you know, first it has to be planted. Uh, a seed uh, planted in soil and the quality of the soil has a huge uh, effect on what happens with the growth of the seed, right? If I plant this in some pretty tacky soil, that uh, used up all, I don't know, have you ever like planted a plant and like two years later you find that soil and it's kind of all dried up and almost powdery? Yeah, that's not the good soil to plant this in. So we've got an illustration here of a, of a bucket with some good healthy dirt in it. Good healthy dirt in it. And uh, you'll see over, over the time we're just going to be using this as an example of, of planting and 
growing and what will happen with that. So can keep your eyes on that. Each week it might change a little bit, you know? Well, our passage today is going to be in Matthew 13. So if you have your Bible and you can turn to Matthew 13, we're going to read the first few verses here. And uh, you'll notice in a lot of Bibles over the top, it says parable of the sower. And so uh, let's read verses 1 through 9 to start with. And then after we're done, we're going to go back to that chapter again a little later. So let's just uh, read the first nine verses of Matthew 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Well, we're going to come back to the, this again later, but let's stop right there for now. And Jesus is telling the people uh, as he's teaching about four different kinds of soil. And the reason he would do things like this with parables is this was kind of an agrarian culture, meaning that uh, a lot of agriculture happening. And the practice of sowing seed would have been fairly common. The people would have been able to relate to what he was sharing. And what that meant about sowing seeds is that this farmer would have this bag of seeds or this container of seeds, and they'd grab a handful and spread it across as they walked and uh, sow the seed. It would be broadcasting or spreading that, that seed over the soil. And I've got a slide here of another kind that we can still get. You can get this on Amazon. And when I grew up, my dad had like a metal version of this. And so every spring, you know, when the snow had melted and the, the lawn was looking kind of, you know, like it needed a little help, uh, and I got to do this several times. It was great. You know, it was one of those jobs you could trust me with as a 12-year-old. So I'd sit there and I'd walk along with this thing and turn the crank, and as I would walk along, it would be spraying out the seed. I don't know if you've used that, but it sprays it not just ahead, but it's kind of like in a half circle. So as you're walking along, it's spraying the seed out, and then those seeds were grass seeds, obviously, and they would grow and kind of beef up the lawn, and it would be great. So thank you. Uh, so that's what he's talking about here is the farmers going out sowing the seed. But in those days, you know, they would do it by hand, I think, pretty much. So he talks then, as the farmer's sowing the seed, there's four types of soil the seed's falling on in this land. So let's talk about what, what let's list what, what are those types. Rocky. Good soil. Two more. Where, where's the first one it falls on? The, the path and good soil, you said. Right, so the path, rocky places, thorny, weedy places, and good soil. So he's telling him the seed is falling on these four different types of soil. And as he's telling this story, the people are probably thinking, 
why is he telling us this? We know this. What's, what's the deal here? <laughs> and in fact, in Matthew 13, 10, the disciples come to him after he's told this whole thing. They come and they say, why do you speak to the people in parables? It's like, why are you telling them in this kind of story? You know? So obviously they're saying they don't get it either, right? Yeah. So um, they're clearly wondering, what is he saying? Well, then, if we go further down then, he, he tells them some other things about why he tells them in parables. And, but then if you go to verse 18 of chapter 13, he explains then after that what the parable means. So let's read at verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So he gives us four different types of scenarios based on those four soils. And the seed uh, being sown can fall on one of these four. And he explains that the seed is the word, which is the good news of the gospel shared with others. And the soil is the heart of the person where the seed of the good news can take root. So Jesus, ma Jesus makes it clear that the problems in the parable are not with the seed. The seed's the same with all types of soil, right? Yeah, the problems occur depending on what kind of soil the seed falls on. So the first kind of soil here is the path, as Jesus relates it, and that's hardened soil. And you know if you walk along the path, the, the path is really hard-packed, right? And any plant that would start to grow there probably people walking back and forth would kind of get rid of it, right? So um, what he says in Matthew 13, 19 is when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. So he's saying that it, it won't even really grow on, a, on that kind of thing. So if, if, if someone has a hardened heart, as Jesus said, the heart becomes barren. It becomes like a wasteland. Nothing can grow there. And one way a person's heart can be hardened can be with just decisions they've made. Or it can be through unforgiveness. Whatever it is that, that made that heart hard, it is an open door to the devil than to come and snatch away the seed of the word of God. Some people are opposed to the word of God. You know, for some reason, they just don't want to hear it. And some people are just oblivious to it and just don't know. So whatever is true of those past people, they have made a decision to not receive it or are just unaware of it. And the parable is clear that that seed that's sown there just will not grow. In fact, the devil will steal it away. The sad part is when he snatches that away, 
the devil does not give an opportunity for that seed to even grow. So that's what happens with that path kind of soil. And the second soil is rocky soil. And like some of you were saying earlier, it's shallow. Shallow, it's, it's like there's a layer of rock under a very thin layer of dirt. And so it, the rock kind of causes that soil to be nice and warm and the seed grows quickly, but there's no room for the roots. So Matthew 13, 20, 21 says, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word at once, receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word. They quickly fall away. So what that's telling us is that kind of heart is troubled. Uh, only shallow roots of faith. And here's the thing. Life's long and difficult at times, right? A heart that's troubled by obstacles and the adversities of life won't produce deep roots because the focus is not on growing, but the focus is on the problems and the adversity. If a problem has a heart, if a, pardon me, if a person has a heart like this, then a, a troubled heart, no deep roots, they're going to not have an interest in the gospel for very long. At first, they'll seem to embrace it, and they'll grow, and it seems like really good, and then something happens, and then it causes them to just kind of back away. Over time, without tending the growth of the seed of the gospel, people like this are going to fall away. Anytime there's tough times or tribulations that are just too much, it's, gonna, it's going to be something they can't handle. They don't have those deep roots of faith. And Jesus told his disciples, and he told us too, that there's going to be times like that, right? Life isn't perfect. It's not like we're on this straight great way to walk it's like sometimes there's difficulties and jesus said in john 13 33 i've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world so what that means is we can know that jesus is going to get us through those times but shallow roots of faith won't keep a person during adversity and difficult times or season it's going to take deep roots, strong roots, to grow in healthy soil to weather those tough times. So we have the path, the rocks. Now we have the thorny soil, the third kind. And that's a heart that's distracted or unfruitful. Matthew 13, 22, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. A distracted heart also cannot grow the roots to sustain life. A heart that cares more for the things of the world than the things of the kingdom is not healthy soil that will help someone experience kingdom growth. So let me ask, what are some examples of things that this kind of heart has problems with? What are some examples of this type of heart, do you think? Money. Pursuing money over everything. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Relationships, jobs, families can be. Maybe status and popularity, power. Yeah, any kind of worldly desire, he said in here, 
chokes out the ability of the seed to get the nutrients that it needs to care and for be cared for and to grow roots. Have you ever had a bunch of weeds grow up in a garden that you had and it kind of like almost chokes out the plants that are trying to grow that you want to grow? And that's why we do something called weeding, right? Yeah, we get rid of that stuff. Unhealthy, distracted soil is not the place for seeds to grow and definitely not the place to find a harvest of healthy fruit. So then we have these three kind of negative types of fruit. But then at the end, he says, but then there's the healthy soil, the good soil, the healthy heart, the heart that sustains life. Matthew 13, 23 says, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is a heart that's healthy or fertile, a, a heart that accepts the seed of the gospel and does the hard work of nurturing it to grow. This heart is the one that's open to the truth of God's word and open to the transformation that will take place. This heart is made ready by the prompting of the Holy Spirit and also the participation of the individual. That means us. We got to participate in this. And if you have a heart like this, you don't just experience growth for yourself. You actually impact those around you as well. That's why it's so important to come here on Sunday and to encourage each other because our healthy heart can help others who are struggling and who need to, that word of encouragement uh, from you. Healthy soils where seeds have the most opportunity to grow into life-giving plants. The soil that I have in this pot, I'm not going to go back there, but you know it's right back there, <laughs> is healthy soil. Seeds that I plant in there have an opportunity to grow into plants. And if they're the right kind of plant, they'll bear fruit, right? Like if I plant strawberries, they're going to grow strawberries. A single apple tree, this is amazing when you think about it, can bear enough fruit to feed dozens of people. Shade from the tree gives rest to those who pass by on hot days. And the flowers nourish thousands of pollinators each spring. It's, this, it's seeds spreads and multiplies. You know one apple has a whole bunch of seeds for way more apple trees to grow. An incredible amount of apple trees can grow from the fruit of that tree over the course of its lifetime. So think a moment. The reason Jesus said this parable to people was so they could think a moment. What kind of soil describes your heart today? Are you indifferent to the good news of Jesus Christ? Do you need to spend some time on the condition of your heart to help the seed of the gospel grow deep, strong roots. Are you distracted? Are there too many things in your life vying for your attention and care? If you want to have a healthy and fruitful heart, what are some things that you can do? Well, if you've ever had a garden where you live, you know the work it takes to help the plants grow and to do well in the garden. You don't just plant them and leave them. You have to care for them. And it's no different with the garden of our hearts either. This is where the divine seeds of the gospel and the kingdom are trying to grow. They need healthy soil, healthy soil of our heart and consistent care. And the seed 
of the gospel is available to everybody. It's good seed. And it's sown generously, no matter what the heart condition is of the individuals hearing it. Its ability to take root and grow when it is planted, though, is dependent on the condition of the soil of our heart. So as we've talked about this today, let's talk about what's, what's one thing or what are some things that we can do this next week to improve the condition of the soil of our heart. So how to improve the soil of your heart? First, we need to schedule dedicated time with God in prayer, going to church, being part of Bible study and reading the Bible. These are scheduling time with God. And during the pandemic, uh, Steve and I stopped, Pastor Steve and I stopped going to the gym to work out. And our house didn't really have space for us to set up a bunch of stuff, you know, um, and uh, no equipment. Uh, so you know what happened, right? Yeah, we quit working out. So after two or three years of not working out, uh, you get used to not doing it, no working out, and you start getting a little doughy, right? <laughs> and, and that was us, you know? The first two years, we had an excuse. The third year, I think we were just lazy. And so this past month, we started working out again. And, you, and um, not, not just sailing along, you know, being part of a gym, but actually scheduling time each day, saying, I'm going to go this time and this time and this and scheduling time during the week when we are going to go. And it's an appointment. Just like an appointment with one of you, we would come and meet you and we wouldn't not show up. We make an appointment at the gym. Uh, on our calendars, we decide we're going to go and we're going to be there. And so it's the same way as you read the Bible. Time with God. You need to plan it and do it. You need to keep, keep faithful to the daily schedule of reading the Bible in the morning before work or just before or just after breakfast. But I tell you what, I used to think it didn't make any difference if you did it at night or in the morning. I got to tell you, you need it in the You can do a bigger time at night, but you really need to at least read some scripture in the morning to kind of set the path for the day, to set the, the trajectory of your day and to be thinking about that verse throughout the day when you encounter stuff that's testing you, challenging you, you can meditate on the word you read that morning. The second thing we need to do to improve the soil of our heart is to remove distractions. That could be like TV, sleeping in too late, social media. It can be any, any number of things. Who knows? Everybody's got a personal list of distractions, right? If you put in too much of the world's influence, though, or just do whatever feels right and, and don't care about the rest, you're going to open yourself up to the attacks of the enemy, of the devil, because he's happy to plant the seeds of weeds and thorns in our hearts, and he's happy to distract us from our relationship with Jesus Christ. So maybe there's some things you need to remove from your life or lay at the feet of Jesus and say, God, I'm... I'm not going to dwell on this anymore and get back on track with Jesus. The third thing we want to do to improve the condition of our heart is to ask the Holy Spirit to till or prepare the soil of our heart. And is there a slide here of this, please? Yeah, this is, this is what you do to till the soil. You kind of 
that, that's not a regular rake, that's to till the soil because it scratches the soil and prepares it so it's ready for plants and seeds. And before a farmer plants a seed, he tills the soil to make it softer and more ready. And that's the same as the Holy Spirit. He will till the soil of your heart to receive what God has for you, to receive um, the seed of his word. It creates an environment in your heart where your relationship with God will grow. So as we ask the Holy Spirit to till, we want to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. God's going to impress things on our heart that need to change, things you need to surrender to God, things you need to look to God for guidance on. Maybe you need to meet with me and Pastor Steve during the week to discuss past hurts that are presently hindering your growth. Besides us, uh, the two of us, we actually have a group of Elijah House counselors who are from um, a ministry that uh, is at another church, and we can call them in if you'd rather meet with somebody other than us. We've got a, a, a network of people who can come and meet with you and pray through things with you. Um, the impact of unresolved and unhealed hurts in your heart can make it difficult for you to hear the voice of God leading you in your life. So just let us know if you want to meet someone for prayer ministry for spiritual counseling, as one of our guest speakers called it. Um, just let me or Pastor Steve know after the service or else call the church office. Because Jesus promised us freedom. And if you're not experiencing that freedom, you are not living the life that God intended for you to live. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and prepare your heart to receive the word of God when you read the Bible each day. God wants you to live a life that has a fruitful harvest. I remember Jesus said a hundredfold, 60 or 30-fold means you get more than what's put in. God gives you an abundant life. He said I didn't come to, you know, he came to give us an abundant life. The thief wants to steal, kill, and destroy, but he wants you to have an abundant life. We want to have the ability to make good life choices and have good, healthy heart soil to receive the gospel. So would you stand as we close, please? Like I said, we want to have healthy hearts to receive what God has for us. And as we've talked about this today, the, the parable that Jesus taught, maybe you've sensed that there's some things you need to do personally. If you've sensed that you need to lay down some distractions or troubles and give them to Jesus so your heart can be healthy, so the seed of the word can grow in you, would you just raise your hand? Thank you. If you want the Holy Spirit to work in your heart, in your life, to lead you in the things that God has called you to do, just raise your hand. Thank you. Lord God, we just thank you that uh, your word is so clear. So, Father, right now, each of us, just take a moment and tell him the thing you raised your hand for. Just tell him you've given that to him. You're laying those things down. You want the Holy Spirit to work in your life and lead and guide you.
Lord, we thank you for the decisions that you uh, led us to make this morning. Lord, I thank you that we can say, here's my heart, Lord. Speak the truth of your word into me. Speak the truth of your word so that I can see what I need to do to make my heart right with you. Lord God, I thank you that we all can say that. We all can come before you today. Lord, we can ask you to make us right before you. Lord, I pray that you would improve the soil of our heart, the condition of our heart, to make it ready and receptive to receive the word of God each day as we read it, so that the things of the Lord would have a place to take root in us. Lord, that we would have deep, strong roots of faith and that we wouldn't just be blown over by the, the adversities in life, that we wouldn't be, um, the devil wouldn't steal away the things that you're trying to put into our lives. Lord God, we want all that you have for us. Father, I pray that as we read your word this week, Lord, that we would think about this, about having healthy hearts to receive all that you are speaking to us. Lord, we want to be the people that you're calling us to be. We just thank you, Father, for this word that Jesus gave that helps us to evaluate our life and to make sure we're right before you, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen.